The battle for Lake Ansel is over, but the work is just beginning for Octavia and her companions. Will the Moerian army recover? What nasty surprises does Crag inevitably have? And what's the deal with that dragon turtle anyway? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello everyone and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly, actual-play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. These episodes are my favorite, because I don't have to think of anything to banter about. We just talk about your level up. Woohoo! So you leveled up. I did level up. I am all the way up to level 13. One, three. Sweet, unlucky 13. Mm-hmm. Not sweet 16. No. I almost Not yet. Hey! <laughs> Do a four. A four level bump. Nah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not, 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 not quite there yet. Well, do we want to roll for some HP? Yes. What right. are you? I am a D8. A D8? Which D8 should I use? Your best one. I have so many D8s. She's my Norse Foundry D8. We never got to the bottom of hit point gate. So no, you still we didn't. have, I rolled a one. You still oh, have inflated uh, hit points. I do. But at this point, I don't have the time or the energy to knuckle down and figure out what happened. So I rolled a six. Okay. I'm guessing there was some funky math going on when you got the crown and took it off. I think there was. And I I did try to go back because I've lately I've been getting a new PDF every time I level up um, and I input all the new stuff, you know, in the new PDF so that I still have the the previous level, like a record of it. But I realized that I went back. I only started doing that after Inflate Gate started. So that wasn't that long ago. No, I mean I got the crown when I was in the single digits. So it's only been a couple levels that I've been doing the keeping a new record of my character sheet. How dare you? I know. I didn't think of it. I just went in and How edited it you? and printed it out and yeah yeah and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yes, I do still have inflated hit points. I'd be fine if we just want to. Like, be like, oh, it'd be fair to take a D. I don't know. What's your total? 119. Let's see. You're level 13. That's correct. The average roll of a D8 is 4.5. So from rolls alone, the average would be 58 and a half. What's your constitution? Plus two. That brings it to like 85 hit points. I mean, we've established that this is wildly inflated. How... But I don't, I, st- I just don't understand how you could have inflated it. Like, so significantly? I don't know either. As we've established, I'm not the greatest at math. It's like 35 hit points. I mean, I think it was the crown because the crown really boosted my. The crown gave you like a plus two to con, which would have given you like 10 extra hit points. I don't know. Again. All right. I don't think anything. This wasn't a malicious on my part. Right. We're we're gonna we're gonna fix this right now. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, we're just gonna give you the average level twelve hit points, and then you can add whatever you rolled to that. Okay. Because there's no way you have 119 hit points. 
Alrighty. This is just now. What? What's the max? I know I did this math when in, Inflategate happened. <clears throat> Tom <think>. Brady. <laughs> yeah. The max you could have was your one nineteen with your new hit points. With my new hit points. Okay. And your con is plus two. Yes. So the max you could have is one hundred and thirty, and I don't think you've rolled that well. Okay. So. I don't. I don't know what happened or where it and. Where the discrepancy started. I plead ignorance. I'll be generous. The uh, average for level 12 would be 78 hit points. I'll round that up to an even 80. Nice. Add whatever you just got to it. All right. So I have a cool 88 HP. That sounds about more in line. (laughs) With. Were you giving yourself like temporary hit points from Heroes Feast and then not taking them away? No, because I always add those in pencil. Huh. You know, and you, you like, uh, I have my static HP, and then I would do like, you know, plus nine or whatever it was that I would roll for Heroes Feast. Oh, wait, you would have gotten max hit points at level one. So hold on. Okay. Give yourself four extra hit points. Awesome. Cool. 92. So all of those rolls previously have meant nothing. <laughs> but the whole point of rolling is that they. You should have gotten a little above average because you're effectively rolling with, with advantage. advantage. But I still don't think you would have you would have only missed out on eleven hit points. That just doesn't seem right. I mean, I think it was the crown. I don't think I ever took away the crown hit points. But mm-hmm. and Maybe. even if that added like ten, you know, then it means that I'm st- would still be, you know, uh, whatever like. 20 or 30-ish under the max. Hmm. Which, with rolling with advantage, and I have great dice, <laughs> I remember rolling usually pretty well for hit points. I don't remember ever it being like, you rolled a one and I rolled a two type of thing. You said you had 119. Well, including this level. Including this level. Yes. And you just rolled a six and you added a two. Correct. So you got an additional eight, eight which is 92. That still puts you like 28 hit points. I mean, you would have had to have rolled a seven on every single level up, basically, hmm. which I just, I don't think yeah. you did. I don't know. I don't, it, it was, I'm sure faulty ah. math on my, I mean, I do not say that I have great calculative skills. Well, we're here now. I think that's. Fair. If anyone wants to listen back through all of our backlog, find all of the episodes where we did levels up and uh, give me all of the the dice rolls. I mean, maybe we screwed up on your initial like hit points way back when. I did think you might have given me extra hit points back in the day just because it was just me. Give you the max at third. Hmm. Oh, maybe you gave me max one, two, and three because Hmm. I like started at. Like, the campaign really started with me at level three. That's that's true. Okay, so if that was... We're going to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Oh, no. And you're 13 now. Correct. So that would have been an additional... I would still only put you at 95. If I had eight, eight, and eight yeah. for the first three levels? Yeah, so what are you at right now? I'm sorry. We've, We've spent too long on this. 92. 92. Uh... Okay, fine. Give yourself 95. Call it a day. We're done. Moving on. 
I feel bad that all those roles are meaningless now, but I'm guessing it, it probably should have ended up somewhere around this this point right now. Mm-hmm. Um, goodness. All right. Yep, something happened. Something happened. I don't know what, but oh well, we're here. We have we taken remedial measures. Yep. Um, Shall we roll for Carhoon? Uh, yeah, what's Carhoon? Carhoon is a D10. Are you sure you have him to roll like D10s for yourself? <laughs> I mean, maybe knowing me, I, I might have <laughs> once I in a while. A five. I rolled a three. Okay. So. Great. So what are the interesting things? That you got, I you got said five. five. All right, so now that all that boring stuff is out of the way, <laughs> sorry about that math. Uh, what are the interesting things that happen on Level Up? All right, so the <laughs> um, the significant interesting thing is I get access to seventh level spells, which is very exciting. Yeah, there are a few of them. Because they're seventh level, and so they're mm-hmm. relatively powerful. Yep. So there are only one, two, three, four, five, six of them. I'm going to, I mean, kind of want to keep them under my hat a little bit until I whip them out. But okay. a couple that I am very excited about specifically is Plane Shift. Very excited about that. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. You don't sound particularly excited about it. No, because it's <laughs> you could just be like, ah, I'm going to screw off and go to this plane. And I'll be like, I haven't prepped anything for that plane. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm also excited for reverse gravity. I haven't looked into it too, too much, but I assume it does what it says. It does. And so I'm excited to just, you know, shunt people into the sky. Mm-hmm. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Um, I thought you were keeping these under your belt, though. Well, I said That's I already to- a third of them. Oh, I guess that is true. I said I wanted to touch on the a few that I was the most excited about. Oh, okay. So okay. those are the two that I'm most excited about. All right. Um, my uh, proficiency bonus went up by one, yep. which is really nice. So that's a increase in spell save DCs, attack bonuses, and the number. Um, or with leveling up, you know, I can prep one more spell as well. So my... You know, passive perception is back up to the neat 20 um, and things along those lines. It's interesting because previously with like Jasulka, my bonuses actually were higher. And then, you know, when he got his body back, they went down because um, I think my wisdom went down one. So my wisdom used to have been a 22 with him, uh, but now it went back to a 21 when he got his body back. But now with my proficiency bonus going back up to five, we're back to where we were with Jasulka. All right. Carhoon, um, he didn't get a whole, whole ton. He got, I mean, his proficiency bonus went up by one as well. He got some more hit points. Um, so he will just hit things harder and more easily now, which is always great. Cool. He needed that. He, he does need that. He has had a, 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 a streak of bad luck lately. Well, that's your fault, not his. Well, that's true. That's true. But I mean projecting it onto the character i have had a a streak of bad luck with carhoon uh he got another use of indomitable where he can re-roll the saving throw and use the new roll so that's you know somewhat helpful um so his hit points are now at 128 which sounds more right that does sound more right for the druid marshall indeed 
character with a high con. Indeed. Yes, his con is a plus four. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> that sounds that sounds about that sounds, where it should be. That sounds be. appropriate. I'm sure I accidentally rolled a D a D ten in there, I'm Who sure, knows? over over the years that this has gone on. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so those are the exciting, exciting um level up stuff. I don't cool. really get any new um like wild shapes or anything like that. But that is a okay. I can now uh, polymorph Carhoon into beasts up to CR thirteen. I don't actually I don't know think if there, there are, are any. any. I think the T Rex was the T Rex is as high as you can highest. go on beasts. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of that's a little bit disappointing because it used to be fun back in the day when you know I was still within that bracket to be like, oh, now I can do a X Y. You know, I can turn him into an X Y Z. Um. So that's that's kind of sad that I haven't gotten to that level yet. Um. Yeah, so that that is level thirteen, Octavia and Carhoon. Cool, sounds good. Kind of a, I don't know, except for the spells, not a super exciting level up. No, Indomitable yeah. is kind of a garbage feature. Yeah, Indomitable is not like super a, great. It's like a sucky once a day version of advantage. Yeah, which doesn't even help because I think you have to use the second roll. I have to use the second roll. Yeah, yeah. I don't even get to choose the higher of the two. So or yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of whatever. Uh, I mean, for him, I think the getting the plus one to all of his hits is. The, yeah it's not bad but it's still boring it is still boring yeah still boring. still boring so let's get to the unboring part of stuff so you leveled up you wake up in the morning feeling somewhat more powerful than you were the day before crazy <clears throat> Carlin's like I can hit things 5% better now <laughs> it's a pretty big percentage Octavia's like, I feel like I I really tapped into some additional magic, but somehow I feel like I could die more easily with fewer hits now, somehow. More like I, I feel like I'm finally at the level of I should you know, be. fragility that I, I should be. I don't feel like a WWE person anymore. Already took one of the tankiest subclasses and then just threw 35 extra hit points on top of it. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder what happened there. We'll never know. Well, I don't think we will. Never know. Until I go back and decide to listen to this in 10 years. And I'm like, ah, that's what happened. All of your extra time. That's what happened. I'll probably said in 10 years. Oh, okay. You still have more t- extra time in 10 years i mean it's a podcast you listen to it when you drive oh that's true that's true like of all the hobbies to have listening to podcasts you could do while you do any number of other things that is true that is true anyways we both consume a fair amount of podcasts no that's true <laughs> as it is right now i was i wasn't oh my goodness that person listened to a podcast no I while was... they were doing something else <laughs> no, oh. i was just the way that you said it in 10 years made it seem like you'd have more free time somehow in 10 years that was the only thing that i was oh no that I was just, that I was would, the only just might have the desire to listen to it again in 10 yeah, years yeah so that, that was the only thing that i was thinking i was like i don't think you'll have more time in 10 years i might maybe i'll retire early that's true maybe hit the jackpot maybe i've i probably won't because i typically don't gamble except on me 
No, I've bought a scratch off a couple times in my life, and they were always like, you get those two seconds of scratching that's like, ah, oh, the adrenaline rush, and then after that, you're like, oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't win anything, you know, <laughs> then it all goes away. I don't think I've actually ever bought a lottery ticket. Yeah, scratch offs are kind of fun, and then you like buy one for $3, and you win five, and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta keep the streak alive, so you spend those $5 on two more oh, tickets, uh-huh, and then you don't uh-huh. win anything, and you're just like, back Classic. where you started. It's great. Good times. <laughs> Yeah, just not gambling is a waste of waste of money. So don't don't just don't do it. <laughs> I mean, if you have money to blow, I guess go for it. But you're not going to win. I guess people spend their money on different it's, things that bring them pleasure. It's it's a lie. It's a lie. You will never win. The house always wins. <laughs> Casinos would go out of business if they were designed for you to walk away with money. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not designed. I was purely thinking of, like, lottery tickets, not, oh, like, the same, actual... Same deal. Like, it's the same thing. It's all true, a big but scheme. I, I feel it's like a money-making it, scheme. I feel like it this has lots tax dollars. facade. Oh. I mean... Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't know. I think they're two sides of the same coin. Oh, I, I mean, I... It's all that allure. It's just easier to go to a gas station than a casino. <laughs> that is true. It is definitely easier to go to a gas station than a casino. Unless you live in Monaco. Do they have casinos in Monaco? I, I What's don't the big know. casino city? Las Vegas? Besides Las Vegas. <laughs> it's going to be like, there's a big one in our country. What's the love. big, like, fancy one? Because, no offense, Las Vegas, but a lot of those casinos are not, like... Fancy, fancy. Fancy, fancy. Not, like, you know, James Bond casinos. Oh, that's true. Maybe maybe it's Monaco, because that's where the, the big, like, car race is, right? I don't know. <laughs> the big car. I clearly race. know. We, we are clearly we know fancy people. Things. Anyways, what were we doing? You wake up in the morning in your childhood home, and the day is yours to to do. So you you have a few days. Um, to if you have things that you wish to do, you can go ahead and do them. But before you get to do that, you have other things to attend to. Uh, namely, you wake up and you, you know, get get ready and I don't know, you're probably going to head out and see if you can make yourself useful or mm-hmm. track down the something or whatever. Um, and you do see uh, Jasolka kind of in your doorway leaning up against the doorframe and he looks over at you and he says, ah, you took your sweet time waking up. Long day yesterday, hmm? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it was. And, you know, I actually was able to kind of sleep as much as i as much as i wanted for <laughs> for the first time in ages as opposed to just being like you know get get the shut eye where i can i just wanted to uh, stop by and remind you that you have a friend waiting on the beach who may be willing to negotiate with you but if you oh, leave right. uh, him waiting for too long he might just swim away to never be seen from again oh right and I'm sorry, did you catch his name? Did he have a name or call himself he something? Could not. He, he, you would not be able to uh, comprehend nor oh, okay. pronounce it. Okay, sounds good. Well, that's a. I'm ready to head out. So why don't we? Why don't we go straight to him? Oh, you. I have other things to attend to. Why don't you and your uh, your your manservant go? <laughs> we can do that. And he turns the corner and disappears. <sighs> Who knows what he's up to? I do. <laughs> Carhoon comes down the stairs and said, You talking to someone? 
uh, Jasuka Popeye, uh, and he mm. reminded us that we should go uh, talk to that dragon turtle because it seemed potentially willing to to help us out. Um, but if we keep him waiting too long, he'll you know get bored or, or you know impatient and just leave. So that's understandable. What do we want to go chat with him? I don't. You. I mean. You need me to chat with him, right? Yes. You don't speak the I, I don't, unfortunately, yeah. So you All right, I guess I can help out. Translator. I mean, it's pretty cool to just be, like, chatting with a dragon turtle. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, so we will head to, to that beach area where uh, the dragon turtle, you know, came out. Came out of the lake like a big mammoth. Uh, you start approaching, and as you get to some streets uh, around the the beach you can hear the hustle and bustle of people waking up and doing things and you also hear a big booming voice that just at odd intervals is going is shouting some word in draconic just like (laughs) 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 so he's our cat (laughs) when she's hungry just yelling What does uh, what is the word that Carhoon hears? Carhoon or the says, phrase? I think he's saying kelp. Do they eat kelp? I don't know. I guess so. Oh, okay. Are you sure it's not help? No, I'm pretty sure it's kelp. Help is a very different word altogether. Okay. Well, I guess we should maybe hurry. So I feel like hearing this dragon turtle just being like a foghorn over the city. They will hustle to the dragon turtle. All right. You hustle over. Adult sea turtles, their diet primarily consists of algae, seagrasses, and seaweed, of which kelp is one, I think. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So you hustle your bustles over and you step out of the street and you get onto the beach and you see this thing kind of its front uh, quarter and its flippers like big claw sea turtle flippy kind of things are up on the beach and its head is kind of waving around just like (laughs) and the other people are giving it a wide wide berth and just kind of like shrugging to themselves. I don't know what it's saying. <laughs> but you and Carhoon approach. Yes. It swings its Toyota Camry sized head towards you. Um, <laughs> Octavia will be like uh, good morning. Um, I-, I take it maybe you're hungry. Can we help with that? <laughs> And we'll just have Carhoon translate so I don't have to go through three different layers <laughs> to good. say this. It, it swings its head around and says, You have left me waiting. I hunger. Give me breakfast and we can speak. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, do you usually... You're from the lake. Kelp. Right? Uh, I'm from the sea. Oh, okay. Um trying to figure out how I can get him kelp and I'm sure large quantities of it relatively quickly. You you know you would need a lot to to feed this. 
Uh, also note, it's asking for kelp, but if you have something that might substitute, uh, that might work as well. Okay, give me just a moment here. All right. So thinking of Druid Grove, I can fill any number of five foot squares within a 30 foot cube filled with grasping weeds and vines. Kelp is kind of like a like a seaweed kelpy type of thing is a grasping weed and vine. Mm-hmm. Right? I guess. Could I cast Druid Grove in the lake? Because it says an area outdoors or underground. It doesn't designate yeah. that it has to be on land. Sure. So I could fill... 30 foot cube full of grasping weeds and vines and have those grasping weeds and vines be like seaweed which you could then snarf on sure so i'll do that so i'll i'll you know through carhoon be like give me just 10 minutes and i'll be able to create uh, a wee feast like right right in the shore (laughs) and so i will sit on the shore um casting uh druid's grove into (laughs) in the lake um, in the closest, like, 30-foot cube. All right. You do that, and every couple seconds, it's just like... Oh, uh, the 10 minutes come up, I was thinking about having you roll a concentration check, because this thing's just in your ear, <laughs> just screaming. <laughs> do you want me to? Nah. Okay. Because eventually you'll get it. It'll just take you. It might take you a couple, yeah. couple tries. Uh, yeah, so 10 minutes go by. And into existence under the water, a big hump of uh, the sea grass and uh, sea vegetation pop up. And it swings its head over and kind of repositions and just shoves its head into it, takes a huge bite, just pulls it up. Um, That's um, amazing. Um, a few times. You can hear it swallow and it swings its head back to you and says, This is not the best seaweed I have ever eaten, <laughs> but it will do. Sorry. I can hunt for myself, but if you want my help, it would do you to show some respect. Uh. Sorry about that. This is the first seaweed I've ever made, so I'm sure I can, you know, refine it over time. And uh, and I, I have to say, I wasn't even 100% sure what it was that you, you, you consumed. So um, we'll definitely be making sure to take better care of your dietary needs going forward. You had better make sure. We will. Uh. I mean, I will. You'd better. (laughs) I remain here only because you have defeated the one that the Red put in charge of me. Make your case. And if I find your terms agreeable, perhaps we can work together, but... Perhaps I will just slither off into the lake 
and be on my way. I am growing tired of these politics of you who I look at as nothing more than ads. Or minnows would probably be the more appropriate metaphor for me. Octavia will then be like, that's correct. Uh, I did defeat the one that the Red put in charge. Um, and as you saw, uh, Jasulka is also an ally of mine. And not only that, I also have the green and the blue, Aquila and Fulmis, on my side. I would hope that, as far as terms, what is it that you desire? The Red promised me worlds, kingdoms, rulership over my domain. Would you like to have that domain be here, or do you care where that domain is? Make your offer. I could send you to the plane of water where you would have an endless, an endless area that you could rule over and conquest. It thanks for a moment. I, while never having traveled between the plains, know of this place, and there are many rulers there. That's true, but the place is very, very large, so their territories don't really overlap. Your offer entails me having to conquer my own lands, which, mind you, I am capable of. I am just very old and often don't really want to deal with another war. I would prefer to retire into uh, a kingship. This is what the Red offered me. All right. What does kingship look like to you? A kingdom... With me at the head. So you want to control, uh, you know, land above the water? Or I'm just trying to get kind of an idea of, of what this would look like to you. I am an amphibian. Are there folks? I think, wait, are frog? No, fr- turtles are reptiles, right? I think so. Shoot. I am a reptile. I can live either above or below. So do you want to have to be in charge of of creatures? What do you think? Well, what I... is the point of ruling a kingdom <laughs> with no serfs? So you would like to have servants then? I think what I said was relatively self-explanatory. You are trying my patience. I, I don't mean to, to try your patience, sir. I'm just trying to... To get a, a full idea of what it was that the red promised you, so it that blows I can... a gust of hot steam into your face. My hair just its goes nostrils. everywhere. Um, and don't try to lawyer me. <laughs> you know what I want. If you cannot offer it, that is fine. Let me be on my way, and I will return to the depths from whence I came. Um, what is the leadership structure in Lake Ansel? Is there a mayor? Um, I mean, it's probably more of a theocracy. Okay. So, like, talking to the clerics would be the people who would be in charge. Okay. Octavia's idea 
is to like offer him a council position on like Lake Ansel's governing board where he can provide I'm sure like the great wisdom that he has and all of those you know his depths of knowledge of the sea and all of those things and then in exchange he could maybe get you know like a small retinue of you know servants and kind of like a you know a little entourage do you run that by him I do he snorts in your face again that is not a kingship there is a difference between a king and a council there's a king in Illustria, right? Or there's a monarchy. It's a queen right now, but, but it's a monarchy. Yeah. And then in Stagpine, it's that's governor. a governor. Mm-hmm. And then Grunikov did have a emperor. Emperor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Malik, you know, has a has a king. Mm-hmm. And then Dirkmont is just it's an anarchy, basically. It's in the middle of a desert, though. <laughs> Were you promised where your kingdom would be? Well, the seas. Largely with the uh, swamp as well. Okay. How about the sea and a city that is off off of the coast of the sea? Which city? Dirkmont. Has the DM said that is in the middle of a desert which would do terrible things to my skin? I am a reptile, but I am a water-based one. Okay. So you would like to establish a kingdom in in Bone Splinter Bog as your capital? That seems the most, uh, yes. Okay. Now, what I have to ask as I'm currently fighting a war against tyranny, would you be a tyrant? Potentially... Well, we might come at odds there then because, I mean, it kind of seems not the smartest idea to exchange, you know, one tyrant, get your help, depose a tyrant, and then just put you in the place of another tyrant. Well then, perhaps these negotiations are over. Well, is there a way that we could come to some sort of agreement? Or do you have to be a tyrant? Give me the means... To depose one of the rulers in the plane of water, and perhaps we can work something out. And Octavia would know from her time in the plane of water that it's basically like the various Aboleth that have different kind of territories. And then I know the Merid Lords, would she have kind of come across some other sort of like, you know, territorial head in her weird months there. Ah, uh, the Merit Lords were the most, like, rulery rulers who, who would claim who would claim to have, you know, the, the vast uh, leadership over the plane. But yeah, there were uh, uh, several other little fiefdoms around. Okay. Give him the means. Yeah, basically... You're getting the idea. This turtle just wants to kind of be set up on a throne without having to do much work for it. Okay. Because he's, he's thousands old. of years old and just kind of wants to tell people what to do and have them bring him kelp and uh, be done with it. Well, I mean, she'll be like, 
yo, if all you want is to have people bring you kelp and to be treated nicely, you don't necessarily need to be a king. You literally can just be a friend of Lake Ansel. We'll bring you kelp. And you'll have friends who will, you know... My bloodline burns with pride. I am a draconic being. We crave rulership. Fumis is like, he's not wrong. And we, then, we do. She'll, and to back to Fumis, she'll be like, is there a way we could give him like a title in like Lake Ansel or even in Malik? Because, I mean, that's, I know, where other folks who have some, you know, sort of draconic blood, like, could we give him a title? Give him a retinue of people who are going to give him kelp and then have him be a friend of whatever city he's living in to then just, like, have him share his knowledge because I feel like it would be a waste to send him off to the plane of water. Uh, you may be able to set him up as what the Queen of England effectively is. <laughs> Someone who has no real power but lives in luxury and people dote all over and, uh, you know, give her the Queen's treatment. That may be an option, but you will be have to be very careful in the way you phrase it to him. Because if he suspects that you are uh, uh, not giving him the the proper fear and mm-hmm. respect that he is due, it may uh, turn around on you. So, yes, if you want to invent a new position in this town where he will be uh, treated like royalty while uh, not having any real administrative power that may work for you but you will have to pull some strings and make sure you're very you you use finesse which hopefully i have given you some lessons in over the past months you you definitely have i can i am still not the the smoothest but i'm definitely definitely smoother than i was okay thanks for the thanks for the help so she'll, you know, kind of whoosh out of that little area with Fulmis, and she'll turn back to the drag to the turtle dragon and be like, "I must, I must speak with the with my superiors here in Lake Ansel, um, but I know that we would profit by, you know, having you in a position of, you know, leadership here, and." I mean, of course. Supreme leadership. I'm sure that could be worked out as well. And here you have a direct line to the to the ocean as well. Uh, we there are folks here who have the ability to make much more delicious kelp than I. And um, yeah, I, but but I mean, I need to talk to. I I cannot speak for the city as a whole. Uh, there are a few folks that I must speak to who would have the means to implement. Such a change. Fine. And then in exchange, also, you would be willing to share your wisdom and, and knowledge and... Bring me more kelp tonight or I will leave. <laughs> Very well. All right, I will be back soon. I'm Octavia, by the way. Do not make me wait. I will not. Is there is there something I can... 
uh, can, that I can call you, sir? No. Okay. <laughs> so you can call me king. Okay. All right, king. I will. Uh, I will be back soon. As soon as I've been able to talk it's got to. Got a nice ring to it. <laughs> it does. Um, and so I will be. I will be back soon. Ah. It seems done with the conversation. Okay. Does he want more kelp now? No. <laughs> okay. I said tonight. Okay. Turns back and starts munching on the reservoir. Okay, good, 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 good. Ooh, okay. So after that conversation, Octavia wants to go find, um, like, the clerics who were in charge of the temple. So, like, the senior most clerics, because those, are, you know, those would be the folks who would be mostly in charge of the city. Mm-hmm. And kind of run her plan past them and be like, hey, in exchange for the aid and knowledge and protection of a dragon turtle, if we just call him king and give him kelp <laughs> and give him a few, you know, pages to shine his shell and, you know, I don't know, feed him grapes every once in a while, you know, we could have a dragon turtle on the side of Lake Ansel. They're a bit leery, mm-hmm. especially having heard the, the tales from Elystria, but they say if uh, this dragon turtle proves himself during the oncoming battle and does not, uh, you know, does not have some more nefarious purposes, they could, you know, perhaps make this deal of kelp tribute. <laughs> yes, it would basically be kelp tribute. <laughs> and other seafood uh, delicacies. <laughs> so they they could probably set that up, but they would need, you know, to ensure that as the battle goes on, it, you know, fulfills its end of the bargain mm-hmm. and truly doesn't, you know, isn't playing both sides or yeah. doesn't have other... Uh, you know, notions of taking over the the city or whatever. Okay. Could I do like a retroactive uh, insight check as I was talking with him? Sure. Natural one, but that's an 11 total. Hard to read a giant turtle. That's understandable. And Carhoon's also translating, so there is a a language barrier there. Yep. So she's going to ask if they would be willing to do those negotiations with the dragon turtle because they would actually have the authority to you know, kind of put something in place, whereas she would kind of have to be the go-between. Uh, yeah, they can, they can work to work something out. Okay, awesome. Um, but it might the the negotiations might take uh, more place kind of after the war is over. It's that would kind make of like s- a tentative agreement. Yeah, that would make sense. But it, she would recommend that they go and talk to him at least as a sign of like good faith on their part that she did she presented this idea and said she would talk to her superiors Mm -hmm. and then the superiors come back and they'll be like you know we have an agreement in principle but we need a you know kind of trial period before we can really sit down and hammer out the nitty gritties okay all right uh so that that is in the works you might want to check up on that in a few days before you roll out though because it would ostensibly need to be rolling out with you that's right anything else you've got on your docket um i mean octavia would like to scry uh craig again i'm sorry who craig 
I think you said Craig. I did an accidental like Craig, Craig, poor man too, till then so it became Craig. <laughs> uh, you can try it. So she's going to try to scry on Craig. I got enough that uh, your connection doesn't go through. Okay. Now do I... Although you feel like there might be some other influences in there. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Would I have like a likeness or picture or a possession or garment of Craig? Not unless you took one. I don't remember grabbing anything like that. So is there... I remember, you know, I I scried Craig that other time. Mm Mm-hmm. Are there any other, like, would it be possible to scry his dragon soul artifacts? Because it says a creature on the same plane of existence. And I guess the question is whether the dragon souls can artifacts could be considered a creature or. No, okay, they are not. Right now, they're objects, okay. magical objects. That makes sense. And the souls that are within, I'm sure, are on a different plane, like in their own. Kind of. uh, Pocket plane. Um, Are there any other, like, lieutenants of crags that I would know enough about to be able to target with a scry spell? I can't answer that question for you. Could I roll just, like, a a knowledge check or something like that? No, no, like, I can't answer that question for you. If you you can look through your notes and find someone, maybe not right now, uh, because you've got a lot of notes from a long campaign. (laughs) Uh, But if if you had someone in mind, you could maybe try it. Okay. But I'm not just going to throw a name out at you. Okay. Unless you have one. Actively remember one. Okay. Um, I guess she'll, you know, she'll try to scry Crag, and then as that fizzles, she'll be like, oh, I'm sure I know. Maybe, I, I guess. I wonder if I know any other you know, lieutenants type of thing, but I guess it would have been Silvox, but, well, that's, that's kind of neither here nor there anymore. Okay, but maybe I'll think about it for, for tomorrow or later today. Um, so that was the main thing that she wanted to do, um, uh, on her own, and so as she has taken care of her kind of personal tasks, she'll try to find Captain Sebring and see if there is anything in particular that she can help with. Okay, you track him down. He's still in the command center in the, you know, lower floors of the temple at the center of the city. And you walk in and he sees you and he says, Oh, excellent. You're, you're back. Uh, you look a bit better than the last time I saw you. Thank you. I assume I assume he looks better as well. Uh, Is he able to get any rest? He looks tired. Okay. She'll be like, oh, uh, thank you. I wish I could. I wish I could say the same for you. You know, you... You need to make sure that you rest as well, and there's, you're not going to be a... No rest for the weary, my dear. Well, you want to... We want our leaders as well to be rested, because then you'll lead even better. It's better for everyone around. Well, there there is a lot to be done. Um, I heard you had some conversations with our large reptilian friend. I did, yes. Yes, through Carhoon here, who yes. translated. Yep, I... Well, excellent. I, I trust that is uh, going well. Do we have a commitment for this beast to fight for us? Uh, on principle, uh, I do believe that some of the um, you know priestess matriarchs of the of the town are going to go um, negotiate an agreement in principle with him, and then with the finer details to be hammered out after after the war is concluded. Excellent. Um, yes, keep me keep me up to date. Sounds uh, good. But it is it is excellent that you stopped by 
because we need to start making our arrangements for the final stage of our plan here, of which you are a central uh, component, so to speak. Okay. Uh, so, we'll need to get that running. Um, if you will recall, we are <laughs> marching on Grundikov as soon as we are fit to leave this place. And while we will need some of your aid in the initial uh, assault on the gates of the mountain fortress, you will be leading a small strike force up the mountain, hopefully to the palace, the the palace of the former emperor of Grundikov, where we believe Krag is likely running the show, and if he's not, hopefully we will find enough uh, information or, or tactical advantages to turn the tide. Uh, so with that in mind, please follow me. All right. And he leads you out of the room you're in and down a few hallways, down a couple corners, maybe up a floor and into mm-hmm. a another room. And... Currently seated in there uh, is Captain Slap. Okay. And there's a big, like, oaken conference table that looks like it's uh, gotten roughed up a bit in the mm-hmm. past couple months, mm-hmm. but it's still functional and some ta- uh, chairs mismatched sitting around it. And Captain Slap is in one and he stands up and says, Arr, I heard about what uh, was going to be going down and they weren't going to be able to keep me out of it. So if you'll have me, I'll be. Accompanying you up the mountain. I couldn't ask for any other way. And Sebring says, yes, uh, please sit. We have a few more uh, individuals who we'd like for you to uh, to perhaps uh, utilize in your in your quest. Uh, let, okay. me, let me fetch them. And he leaves and kind of motions for you to have a seat. Karun settles down next to Captain's lab and they start making small talk and trading stories about the... Uh, the, the battle that took place and he's like you, you know you're doing okay I know you lost a few it must be tough after spending 20 years sailing around the, you know and they commiserate mm-hmm. a bit mm-hmm. um, anything you would like to do or say during this interim I mean I feel like this was the first time that you know there was kind of a quiet moment that Octavia would be able to talk to Captain Slab um, so I feel like she similarly would be you know thanking him for for all the you know effort and work that he did and freeing the city and you know also you know giving him her condolences and things like that so i feel like she would join mm-hmm. in carhoon with that conversation yeah if any of us had to die i'm just glad that we died with our feet on solid ground and not set adrift on that hellscape well i'm glad for that and glad that you were able to come back home yeah appreciate it It'll be cold going up into the mountains. Like, will you be, will you be accustomed to that? I mean, like, that'll be a pretty different climate from the, you know, kind of tropical plane of water. Yeah, um, there were definitely, definitely some uh, Arctic zones in the plane of water. You know, ice is also water, but we tried to avoid those. So yeah, it'll be a bit different. I can't say I'm an accomplished mountain climber, but I think I'll make do. All right, well, still, it'll be good to have you on board. Just get me a nice coat, and I'll be all right. Yes, we'll go parka purchasing. Uh, the door opens at that moment, and stepping through are a few people. 
first and foremost, uh, two individuals kind of enter almost side by side, and you recognize one as a very cool, very red dragonborn. <laughs> yes! I love this guy! And he is walking next to another dragonborn that you recognize as Malaris the Scizor. <gasps> yes! Who I was looking through my notes and I cannot remember what color she was. Green. I think it was green. Green. Okay, green. Good. Uh, so green and red dragon board stride in side by side. Look at this uh, ragtag group of you, Carhoon and Slab. And Bogger's like, hey, good to see you again. Glad you survived. <laughs> it's good to see you both as well. I'm, I am so glad to, to, to see you both, you both here. I'm ready to burn this mother down. And Bulger goes to uh, <laughs> sit down. Uh, Malaris kind of walks in and rests her blade hand on the table. Kind of looks, looks across the room, looks at you. When I'd heard you survived, I was a bit surprised. You kind of disappeared there in the middle of everything. I did. We thought you were dead. Sorry about that. I had an opportunity to go to the plane of water, which I really needed to do, and have the assistance and kind of, uh, you know, gratitude of a powerful creature. So I had to take the opportunity when it presented itself. You know, things didn't go great for us after that point. I know. It's a miracle Bulger and I are here today. I know. Which we're only here because we heard the army was moving out and figured it was our last chance to make an effort in this war. So, I know they're bigger fish to fry, so to speak. But when this is all over, I want to hear exactly what it was you were doing while my army was getting destroyed out there. I'm sorry for that. But I'm a, I'm a consummate professional. I can put my personal feelings aside for the time being and focus on the mission at hand. No, I mean, I can, I can tell you exactly what I found. Well, I don't think we have time right now. Okay. I mean, I found a dragon soul. I hope it was worth it. It was. It's a bold statement. You can tell that to the families of all the, all, all the soldiers who died over in Malik. Well, I've had to tell that to all the families of the soldiers who have also died here in Lake Ansel mm. and in Stag Pine well, maybe and in they Illustria. Maybe if they'd had some uh, reinforcements, things could have gone better. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't stand to think, Malaris, that every decision I've ever made has been a perfect one. Nor that any decision that I could have made would have even changed the outcome of what happened that day. There was no guarantee. Well, maybe you should... Finish the, the current fight before jumping into a new one. Anyways. It's good counsel. Shia goes to sit down. Uh, walking in behind her. Kind of like... <laughs> with this kind of face on. Uh, is a short dwarven woman. Okay. Who you recognize was at the council in Illustria. Uh, and... 
Captain Sebring sees the look of kind of recognition, but also not quite on your face. And he says, uh, let me introduce, reintroduce to you, Carmina Dostoy, mm. one of the uh, survivors from uh, Grundikov who fled to Illustria in the aftermath of the, the initial wake. Um, she's been dead set on getting her hands on Crag and going directly to the source, so... Uh, she seems like a prime candidate with inside knowledge of the uh, the workings of the, the city and the palace. So I think she could be a valuable resource to you. Wonderful. Yes, that's to have that to have that knowledge of the layout. That's worth more than gold. She steps in, goes to uh, another seat around this table and says, I'm glad we are finally going after the head of the snake although perhaps if we had gone many months ago months maybe months weeks ago when i had suggested perhaps we could have avoided some of this bloodshed but the past is in the past and i am ready to finish the fight glad to have you with us and following uh, carmina dostoy in after she is seated is a final figure uh short dressed in kind of an olive drab cloak and uh walks in pulls the hood back and you see a familiar looking gnome yes owlbear of the grot yes and she says well it seems like i found you without you having to use your horn but uh this is in my neck of the woods, and my scouts saw what was uh, going down around here, and it seems like the end is in sight. So, here I am. I'm so glad that you're here. Oh, I was, I was, I was so hoping. I mean, to have your knowledge of getting getting to the peak, uh, and Carmina's knowledge here of the in- inside. Once we're, you know, once we're in, I, I'm so glad that you're here. Well, me goats outside. And I've got a few more of my people here to... All, all that we could spare, really. Wonderful. So I've got a, a lot to pay the dragon bloods back for. I know we all do. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to get down to business and uh, get this taken care of. Wonderful. So glad that you're here. Well, this looks like an excellent uh, group to do what we need to do. I have many things to attend to. Miss Sinclair, I'm giving you effectively uh, uh, leadership over this group. All right. This is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Use these individuals well, and uh, again, keep me apprised of what the plan is and what your your goals are. And uh, if you need anything, do not hesitate to let me know, but this is in your hands now. All right. It, but you still anticipate that I would ride out with the forward assault? Yes. All right. We will We will need you with the rest of the army until the initial push is made. And okay. then you will break off from that group and go on, go on your own way. Sounds good. Now okay. we are here to support you. So if you need any, uh, anything in terms of uh, weapons, special equipment, if we have it to spare, it's yours. Wonderful. Thank you. I think we'll probably need some, just off the top of my head, some cold weather gear and some climbing equipment. 
Oh, yes, of course. Although you might still have your uh, gear from the Yappy Quinn and that's the Dungeon Master speaking. But no, of course, of course, we know. The, for uh, all the folks. The, the roots. We know what is in, at least that that much is entailed. Mm-hmm. And we will ensure that you all are outfitted for that. So Fantastic. Uh, if you need my help, feel free to ask or, or any of us here. We are here to support you in this endeavor. So I will leave you to it. Good luck. All right, thank you. And he he leaves, and everyone kind of turns to look to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Octavia will be like, well, um, I haven't really led my own squad very frequently, if really at all. Um, so, from my understanding, all right, Bulger. What up? You like blowing things up, is that is that right? I don't just love it, I'm excellent at it. What else, um, what else, magically speaking, is your forte? Excuse me? What other magic can you do? Come again? Can you do other magic besides fireball? I mean, I can fly and do fireball. <laughs> it's mostly fireball, though. Oh, right. All right. Sounds good. Sounds- nah, look, I mean, I'm good at blowing stuff up. I got a few other tricks in the bag, but I'm... I'm a I'm a blaster. I'm a blaster caster. Well, it would be at some point it'd be helpful to know what those tricks are, just so that I can know the full complement of, you know, everything that we have here at our disposal. He's got uh, so you would probably know some of this from before. He's got the sorcerer classics. Okay. He's a classic sorcerer blaster. Okay. So he's got like fireball, lightning bolt, fly, haste, stuff like that. Okay. So okay. awesome. Any of the like classics classics he's probably got <laughs> nice as you well also as have attitude uh while he's not here you uh would imagine just, just is probably coming with that's you. what i was also thinking and so that's good to know all right and then malaris your prowess obviously is in direct combat combat and tactics which is both of those are going to definitely be needed especially the tactics as you have more experience with that than i mean probably most of us put together Owlbear. Aye. So glad to have you on board. Where would you say that your greatest skills fall? Uh, well, I'm a survivalist by trade. I've lived in these mountains for the past 15 years. I'm a guerrilla fighter. So, I'm kind of a jack of all trades. Uh, she's kind of like a ranger. ranger. Perfect. Maybe a bit of rogue. Perfect. But That's mostly ranger. Awesome. Awesome. And then um, Octavia will turn to Carmina and be like, uh, Carmina, again, I, va- you know, I, I think that we met at the council back in Illustria, but it has been some time. I know that you have the knowledge of the layout of Grundikov, which will be exceedingly helpful. Um, is there anything else that um, of your talents that you'd be able to provide? Well, I'm pretty good at swinging an axe and... I also managed to uh, scrape this together before I made my way here. Ooh. And she reaches into her bag and pulls out like a scroll case. Ooh. Pops open the end and walks over to the edge of the table and lays it out flat. And you could see that rolled up in there was a large sheet of parchment now mm-hmm. spread across the table. And on it is what looks like a hand-drawn but well-drawn uh, kind of architectural map of the palace. Oh, awesome. And the surrounding 
areas. Oh, Carmina, this is amazing. You don't have to tell me. Where do you think that... Like, where are the fanciest quarters? Because that's probably where Crag is living. Well, who knows what has happened on the inside of this... uh, I think once we enter the palace, it will be a... I don't know what we can expect. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. There are a number of lavish locations and... Uh, perhaps more uh, tactically advantageous rooms that mm-hmm. Craig could be living in. But we will just have to see when we get in. What this perhaps offers more of is getting inside of the palace. This is one of the most secure locations in all of Moir. Not only is it nestled in an extremely uninviting habitat, the top of one of the tallest mountains in all the land, covered in snow and ice and blistering winds and avalanches and blizzards and all of that it's also got immense uh, system of uh, watchtowers, patrols walls so it will not be an easy feat getting in but this should perhaps give us some advantage wonderful, perfect and then um, I don't think any of you know no Captain Slav here Yar. um Captain Slab and I met on the plane of water, actually, um, where, you know, he saved my life innumerable times. Uh, and your skills, sir, you know, fall in leadership and swinging a... What, what do you wield again? Is it a scimitar? A, Cut, uh, well, cutlass. Cutlass swinging um, and just general, you know, fighting prowess. Well, I'm an excellent sailor, but I don't think that'll do us much good up on the mountain. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, I wish it could, but I, I <laughs> have to agree with you. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this is Carhunasidius, which I think most of you have met. Uh, he also, like you, Carmina, is, is, is mean with an axe. Um, and so, and then he's also has knowledge, um, vast knowledge of just the area um, and, and history as well. So he's he's the brains and the brawn in this operation, at least between the two of us. Um, and then, of course, I uh, my strengths lie in transformation, um, you know, general magic use, as well as the uh, utilization of the two dragon soul artifacts that I have on my person. Um, I guess this is as good a time as any to let all the cards out on the table. Uh, I must uh, swear you all to secrecy on this. Is that acceptable? Yeah, they all agree. Okay. Uh, you might have seen an individual uh, very pale and... Oh, had her fingers crossed. What? Nothing. <laughs> of, course, of course she did. Of all of the people, Owlbear would. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, some of you during... during um, the the fight here and like Ansel might have seen a uh, kind of pale sour looking individual um, casting some magic he was the one who dealt with uh, Silvox the Cruel's wyvern um, you know some of you may have seen him and then some of you who have joined us here later probably would have not um, his name is Chusulka and there's no really way that I can put this uh, delicately he is a dragon. <gasps> Thank you. <laughs> Gasp. Cauliflower, cauliflower. Watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Um, 
he used to reside in one of the dragon soul artifacts that I had on my person. Um, but in that form, his power was limited. And he has since been released from that artifact and found, as you can see, that physical body. It's currently in a humanoid shape. Uh, but that does not mean that he is unable to return to his full draconic form. And with that, he has all of the uh, magic casting abilities and prowess he has as an ancient dragon. He will uh, undoubtedly be joining us on our ascent of the mountain. Yar, the mar, the merrier. Awesome. <laughs> this lab's pretty easy going. Yeah, uh, the other ones are uh, taking it in, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, another powerful companion can't hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of explain what the sitch is, and you form this little fellowship, and you start getting down to planning this attack, but we're going to go through that on the next episode. Woo! to give me some time to actually think (laughs) all right oh my gosh i was not expecting malaris and bulger and carmina like i was hoping to like if albert didn't come down to you know to use the horn when we got into the mountains but the fact that she's already here yes i'm so excited oh man Alrighty, thank you all so much for listening if you like what you heard you can get in touch with us on social media both twitter and instagram where our handle is at and a die podcast catch y'all next week